Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the Warhammer 40k podcast where you get to write the script. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And if you'd like to support the show and maybe even jump your story in the line or maybe even read stories with me or maybe you have a story you would like to read to me, head on over to Patreon at Lorehammer Listener Lore and check out all the cool ways to get involved and support the show. Enjoy. Welcome back to Lorehammer Listener Lore, the 40k podcast where you get to write the script. Hey everyone, I'm your host Mark and joining me today is Bumbling Painter from Discord. How's it going? Hey, yeah, I'm good man. How are you doing? Very good. I'm super excited to once again read some stories, get some laughs, maybe, who knows. Um, I, I never read these, so I don't even know what we're getting into. I know this episode is titled The Game and it's by Paul and that's all I know. I said, yeah preparation is overrated right yeah yeah exactly i showed up on time and that's all that matters i'm here <laughs> you'd never make an ultramarine man <laughs> no 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 i'm more like a chaos mutant rabble maybe i could be lumped in with them <laughs> yeah sounds good sounds yeah. good <laughs> cool well uh, let's read this story the game by paul the figure settled down in his chair arm rested on his chin studying the game in front of him a stillness of the room only broken only by the slowly passing whips of incense and the steady breathing of his opponent. Take your time, the opponent mumbled, shifting his weight in his high-backed wooden chair, hands old and wrinkled, steeped in front of his mouth. He wouldn't be baited by his opponent. The game was in its final stages and had taken a long time to reach this point. Why rush now, he thought. You should learn some patience, Rushing forward blindly has caused you to be here, and I certainly don't rush you, despite the distinct lack of conversation at times, he replied, his voice disturbing the coiling wisps into the new and more jagged shapes. He arced his back, stretching, feeling the cold air touch his skin as his sleeves moved down his arms, placing his hands on curious piece of the board, a rider on a horse, sword drawn, pointed at the sky. The cool stone carving slid on the velvet underneath him, placing it in front of the gateway where his opponent's army massed. Foolish, his opponent intoned pleasantly. You send just one alone there? My army's a mass for the final assault. Do you wish to reconsider? He smiled. All was to a plan. Your armies may push through. I may lose a piece, but you force through a narrow gap. Like an ancient Sparta, your forces will be delayed. He smiled again, sitting back in his chair, the wood creaking, settling as he distributed his mass. You keep to this game, and I must ask why. 
You asked long ago for the secrets I guard. You win, I give you what you will seek. I win, you release me from my cage. You chose others over me. It could have been so much easier. His opponent looked up, a hooded face hidden by deep shadow. I did not foresee what was to come. I did not at all see what was to pass. We are now here playing this game. Take some comfort in that. His opponent looked back down. He looked around the room, trying to distract himself from the heated reply he wanted to give, but it would serve no purpose but to endure the silence for an age as his opponent took offense. He sat against a large silver wall, unmarked, cool, smooth, save for the small device in its center. The rest of the room was small, mirrors sat either side, giving a strange illusion of, of infinity. Behind his opponent was another wall, golden, and he sat there. He could feel the gentle heat coming from it. The board was set between the two players, multiple layers and offshoots affecting the main game in the center. But as the board could be moved, a slide could become the main stage for the opponents to study and move the pieces around to counter the other. Right now, the gate board made center stage, surrounded by boards unseen and veiled for now. Underneath the board was dominated by a Kraken piece who had consumed much of what was now wounded and was no longer on the main board. He studied the array of armies, representations of beasts, spirits of good and ill were controlled by his opponent, where he controlled the men, women, forces of power, striving to keep them at bay. At each edge of the board lay cards, half for the each player, the majority of which had been used and expanded, cards which changed the boards, cards which gave increased power to pieces, cards which broke the dark, cards which told of the opponent's next moves. Now, each player had one left card. The game would soon be over. Tell me, here in the now, is this really you or some trick played to keep me occupied? by the others or by my own suffering mind, he stated flatly. He tried to ask many times before and his opponent could be silent, but he kept asking anyways, does it matter? I am here playing this game. What does it matter who made this place? How you and me are here, but we are, so let us play this game. His opponent replied the voice had a dryness to it, like it had been used to powerful oratory, but it was now blunted by age. He sighed. Here at the end, he wouldn't get his answers. And he looked into the mirrors, studying closely, each reflection getting smaller and smaller as it drifted away to the singularity. Each reflection showed a glimmer in time, a snapshot, he realized. His opponent sat signing straighter, his robes less worn, his hands less ravaged by the sand strands of time with each reflection. The board showed moves taken, Pieces long taken or destroyed showed in full prideful movements. The board was newer, less worn, dented, the walls behind them more vibrant in the opposing color and temperature. It made his head spin. He couldn't grasp the reflection on his own image, blurred, distorted, absence of color, image over image, failing away. He saw his opponent winning, commanding huge armies led by mighty generals. He had turned a card and he took uh, half of them away. They became his armies, but they acted on their own. He couldn't control these wayward pieces, but his opponent had won and honor had demanded that he gift him knowledge to build something, something only he could build, something not human. 
He saw how he won a card with a web on its front, his opponent's pieces everywhere at once, yet nowhere. The darkness was banished and all of the pieces were destroyed. He had given him what he sought. Knowledge won through honor could not be corrupted. He saw himself turning, facing his wall, placing his hands on the cold metal surface and extracted what his opponent sought. He had been left alone then for an age until he had been returned to the hooded robes he wore now, seeking more, seeking to repair something. I have told you before that looking back will not change the future. It is only a mirror of the past. His opponent looked at him now, small reflections of light emanating from the shadows of his hood where his eyes should be. Make your move, old man, he replied, his mind reeling from the mirror. His memories were muddled and he couldn't grasp them. Let us be done with this place. I wish to stretch my legs and feel air on my skin. And this cage is tiresome. Skin, he wondered. Something about that statement felt wrong. His opponent moved his armies forward, smashing through the gate, destroying all before it. His warrior on horseback crumbled into dust, blown away by unseen winds. The pathway was open. The prize of a silver jewel sat unopposed before the stream of his opponent's hordes. Hmm, he intoned. The cage could have been much more uncomfortable. Of that I can assure you, and more lonely. His opponent sat back in his chair, arms settling on the arms, skeletal hands resting on the eagle heads carved at their ends. Come now, threats at this stage. You come to me, you keep me prisoner but here is my creation to which you are the guest, my dear opponent. As his hand settled on his remaining card, golden gilded, with intricate patterns of inhuman design wove around the back, a number sat in its centre, set against a symbol that mirrored the one behind him set into the wall. Your power is diminished here, to come to me as a thief, posing as a friend. You could have been so much more. I could have been so much more, but you hid behind your lies, you're distracted and unfocused. I hope the game has taught you some humility, but I doubt it. He intoned this, turning the card, revealing a golden figure of an avian design, radiating golden sunlight. He placed the card to face the oncoming armies, and they turned black, unable to move. He moved his armies, and they doubled and tripled in size. He positioned them around the sideboard, into the main board in a long flanking move. Figures of horses ridden by knights, footmen, bowmen, mages, and machines of war surrounded the army securing the board. It is over. You cannot move, and I have secured your objective. Let me be free. His opponent slowly reached forward, turning his card, golden, covered in ancient symbols of mythology, the same symbol based at his centre, an eagle grasping it in its talons. The card showed a clock, simple and unremarkable. As it turned, his opponent changed. Hands became younger. Dark hair spilled out from under the hood. The hunched figure became straighter and more bulky. His opponent stood, pulling back his hood to reveal a face hard and stern, but not unkind. We will play again, like we have for 10,000 years. But for now, another of my projects approaches where I rest. When I return, I shall bring all of the new pieces that affect the wider board. Let's see if you can win again. That's when he saw in his mind's eye, he was broken down, trapped and imprisoned deep below the golden creation that was more his than it could ever be his opponent's. The symbol brandished into its works, mirroring the symbol behind him. 
the flesh of his brain and spine separated from its inorganic host. Here in his mind, he smiled. You cannot break me down. You can bring all of the fresh horrors you see out there and play again. But I see now, I am not alone in this prison. You are trapped here too, father. The image of the noble man broke down, leaving a hunched skeleton, gray skin stretched across its frame. No eyes or tongue gracing its face, no arms and a stitched wound dominated the center of its corpse chest. Like ancient death made manifest before my eyes, he mocked. His opponent's voice, he realized, came from the golden wall vibrating the air of the room. I will earn the knowledge and you will give what I seek. No amount of filthy xenotech will keep your mind from me. Pro project of mine came the mocking, sure reply. Slowly, the room blacked out. After time, light returned from an unknown source and he sat again alone in front of the board. Mind clear, memories and emotions fading into sharper focus, relaxing into a high-backed wooden chair, holding a new piece in his armoured hands. A priest, a creator. And he smiled as he turned to study the workmanship. Soon, I will release myself. For I've been playing the game for longer than you think, he whispered to the empty room. For what it's worth, I shall free you too, to show you the error of your ways with your own eyes. The game would start again, just on a grander scale. Whoa, okay. That's a, that's a cool story. So I feel like they're talking about the emperor in this. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I might have, I might have adopted a, a slightly grander voice if I'd known I was the emperor of mankind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then, um, I'm trying to piece together who he's talking to. It didn't make it very clear. Like maybe it was a demon perhaps. And he's like, like the emperor's trapped on the throne and he's playing this game with what is what? Yeah. Well, he, the, on, the only thing I can think is, is that he, so he calls the, the guy, guy who's obviously the emperor who, who reveals himself. Someone else calls him father. Oh yes. So I'm guessing it's a primark, but then I'm not sure which Primarch were supposed because it, he says later he's going to show him the error of his ways, right? So you're yeah. thinking someone who followed Horace, but I can't. I, earlier on, I thought it was maybe Sanguinius, but it talks about him having this open wound in his chest or something. Hmm. Like, I can't, I can't think, I can't think of who that would be. Um, yeah. that was of the heretical uh, Primarch. Yeah, um, I'm just looking at the guy's email here, and it looks like this was I have taken a long time in order to process a simple question however in the setting of 40k needs complex and needs a degree of intrigue how does the emperor a seemingly powerful creator take and discard something as powerful as a primarch and a legion now I've been heavy into the lore of 40k for the best part of 20 years and it's often troubling me and when giving these teasing, teasing snippets from the grand overlords at GW I do get excited that the picture emerges um an emperor who at this point hasn't found all the lost pri projects, who is heavily reliant on the Mechanicum of Mars to support his infrastructure. Uh, I submit that a Primarch who was lost so far to the Galactic Northwest was found by the Emperor, Horus and Russ, on a world devoted to technology, who didn't see the mysticism but wanted to absorb and make it their own, who wanted to use technology for the betterment of mankind over, the, over Xenos races, uh, using their own technology against them. So it sounds like this is his story of a lost Primark that... Um, so it's two, two or 11, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
your favorite subject. At least it's not a chip, right? <laughs> this isn't real. <laughs> this doesn't exist. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So that makes sense. So that, 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 that figures why you can't quite fit a Primark to it because it's not one we know, right? Okay. Yeah. 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 And it, it's good. Like the story could happen. Like who knows what the emperor did? Like, did he really kill them or did he trap them somewhere? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, the whole, like the, yeah, two and 11 are fantastic because they just leave. That's that's the great thing. I saw on Discord the other day, right? Someone mentioned that Hemingway iceberg theory of like what's above the water is 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 cool and you can see that, but it's actually what's under the water. And that's that's what's great because it allows this sort of thing like Lorehammer and uh, listener Lorehammer to happen because we can just fill in the gaps. So yeah, yeah I, that makes that makes sense. I, I, I actually like this a lot more knowing that, you know, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. finding that out makes sense. Yeah, yeah that's cool. That's <laughs> Very cool. cool. The, the one line in here he wrote, uh, like I liked most of it. Um, the one line he wrote was it was just about Sparta. And it was like, <sighs> it, 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 yeah. I liked it, but it, I think he just needs to change it to not Sparta, change it to like Spartonia, you know, just so that's it's not right. exactly... That's... Yeah, they do because they do that a lot, right? In in like in the heresy books or whatever, where mm. they're referring to like something that like a Roman philosopher wrote, and they'll write about like the Roma, Romani culture or something like that, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, Britannia exactly. or something. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah, you just you just make it just make it like pig Latin, right? And, and yeah. that's all you need to do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the the game he was uh, writing about too, I was trying to piece it together. If he was writing like a super. Is it- meta for 40k or if it was a magic the gathering game or like <laughs> yeah is it what is it is it like regicide that they call it where like yeah. they, you, know, you get an imperial guard novels where they're like and i always just took that to be chess but actually he's like yeah he's obviously this is got more like kind of- uh this is more like the star trek version of chess where they have like the multiple fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> levels that's right yeah exactly yeah like he's probably the guy the guy who wrote this uh, yeah yeah could probably yeah if you can bought if you can build this out of it he's probably onto like a brand new hobby there just uh, <laughs> just this board game alone <laughs> yeah <laughs> very cool um yeah yeah, it was nice. It was a nice, smooth, simple story. It left you wondering what the fuck. And then thankfully he gave us what the fuck at the end. So I like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Tied yourself up nicely. Yeah, it was it was good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, that's uh, this episode of Lore Hammerless No Lore. If you guys have lore, don't forget to submit it. And uh, Bumbling Painter, when you get your lore written up, we'll have, to, we'll have to get you on. Do you want to give us like a one sentence teaser or, you know, one paragraph what you're working on? Fist Exemplar, Ultima Founding. That's it. Okay, okay. Not a, <laughs> not a lot there, but I'm excited for you to come back and share more with me. Yeah, yeah, no, I look forward to that, Mark. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, thanks for listening, everyone, and see you all on the next episode of Lorehammer Listener Lore. Thanks for listening. If you would like to submit your story, you can email lorehammerpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out our Patreon page and support the show at Lorehammer Listener Lore. See you next episode.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.